So once again, welcome. Welcome to our Monday gathering of the Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community. Uh, it really is a delight to see everyone. I really, I love taking time just to get to connect and see everyone. And uh, there's something so powerful about it, especially in this context of a spiritual practice. And tonight for our exploration, I, I wanted it to be around generosity and it will be around a specific kind of generosity. And just as a reminder, many of you know that, that one of the foundations of Buddhism is generosity. For example, when the Buddha, at least in, in um, these early stages of Buddhism, when the Buddha, uh, whenever he taught, often he would begin with teachings on generosity because it created the foundation for the unfolding of this path towards our contentment and, and awakening. And you could say also generosity is the, it's, it's the culmination of, of freedom and awakening to, to really express generosity. And just one quote that I think the Buddha shares um, to show the importance of generosity. He says, if beings knew as I know the results of giving and sharing, they would not eat without having given, nor would the stain of selfishness overcome their minds. Even if it were their last bite, their last mouthful, they would not eat without having shared if there were someone to receive their gift. So central, this, this quality of generosity. And it's interesting, the, there's, a, there's a particular kind of generosity or, or giving called uh, giving the gift of fearlessness, which is interesting because the, when the Buddha talks about giving, there's giving in material ways, but even a, a, a way that's better than giving material things is giving other people, others, you could say ourselves too, the gift of fearlessness. What is that? I mean, I'm curious, what we're going to do is just to take some time here at the beginning to reflect on what would it be and what does it mean to give somebody the gift of fearlessness, that, that you're giving them the gift that they don't have to be afraid, that they might feel protected in your presence or they might have a feeling of safety. What would those gifts look like? And... So what I'm going to offer you to do, and I'm going to put this in the chat box if you can see it. And if you can't see it in the chat box, um, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen as well. But I'm going to have you type into the chat box there your answer to this question that I just asked, which is, and you'll see it there, what are ways that you can give the gift of fearlessness to others? Like, how, how can you do that? And maybe reflect on that, that and type it in. And, and also, I'm going to expand it a bit. I'm going to give you from a commentary that you find in early Buddhism of the way that it's explained. And I give you this not because to confine our exploration, but to expand it. And I'm going to put this in there because I think it's really interesting. This is, comes, comes from Acharya Dhammapala. And he says, and you'll see this in the chat box there, and I'm going to read it if you can't see the chat box. 
the giving of fearlessness is the giving of protection to beings when they have become frightened on account of kings, thieves, fire, water, enemies, lions, tigers, other wild beasts, dragons, ogres, demons, goblins, etc. The etc. is really important. So if you can see that, I invite you to, this is what I think us as modern practitioners have to do. We have to take this that's been written probably 2,000 years ago and to get a feeling sense of, of, of these people living 2,000 years ago, entering their life world of the feeling sense of all these things that might frighten them and how to translate that into our modern world. What is the giving of protection to beings now? And it might be, you know, enemies, lions, tigers, other beasts, dragons, ogres, demons, goblins, in a modern way. What are the demons and goblins that people are afraid of that you can offer some protection or safety? What would this look like? So I invite you to reflect on this and maybe type something in. How, how do you offer a gift of fearlessness? And I want to be clear, it doesn't have to be big. Thank you, Linda. Listening deeply, deeply to their fears. Nice. Or creating a space of full acceptance and unconditional love. Listening. Listening to people's anxious thoughts. Creating a world around me that is loving and kind where people and all beings feel safe and comfortable being themselves. Yeah, I want to come back to that, that being themselves. And feel free to really scroll up and down so you can see all of these comments coming up. You know, standing up for what is right. Sharing the load. Interesting, accompanying them as they die. Yeah, well, what, a, what a fear that can be there. Nice, giving six feet distance, waving and smiling. <laughs> now that's that, that's appropriate, isn't it, for, for these days, isn't it? Agony comes from separation, from separation. Separation comes from violence or judgment. To accept someone fully as they are, to welcome fully, is to stay. There is nothing to be afraid of. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, interesting. Thanks, John. Singling out people's strengths and affirming them. Ah, and this is another thing. By accepting myself and my imperfections, I demonstrate to others that they can accept themselves in my presence. Yes, I want to come back to this. If it was Katie or Dave or maybe the both of you. It has a lot to do with our own minds and hearts, doesn't it? Providing a calm presence, listening, providing support to my clients. Yes, yeah, thanks, Jessica. Yeah, these are wonderful. Yeah, Amy, set an example with your own fearlessness, non-judgment of others, choice, pass. Yeah, boy, I would love to do a whole talk on this. Leslie, speaking up when someone cannot speak up for themselves. Yeah. Absence of hidden agendas, purity. Hmm. Yeah. 
you know what I love about this chat thing? I, I feel like I can just ask a question and then I don't have to give a talk because all these things are great. You know, it's just like, this is the way to do it. <laughs> so much easier on those than those Monday nights in person. This is, this is great. It's all typed out for me and I can scroll through it and be inspired. Being completely present and allowing others to be present as well. These are wonderful. And I'm hopefully going to share some things that are intertwined with all of what you shared. And, uh, I, and do you feel the joy of that? I think this is one of the things I think is so interesting about generosity is how good it feels. And when I read this, to think of all these people giving the gift of fearlessness in this way to, to the world, that's a huge thing. Especially when I reflect on how much of this human sphere can be governed by fear and how fear is manipulated in so many ways in our society. And so, so I, I, I feel the revolution here. So thank you. And one example that I wanted to give, uh, just because I, I find it interesting. So the, the Pali word for uh, the gift of fearlessness is abayadana. And many of you know the word dana, because we talk about dana often at the end of these, which is just generosity. And abaya is fearlessness. So it's giving this quality of fearlessness or protection or safety. And there's another word that some of you might know, abayagiri. And abayagiri is the name of a monastery. Most of the people know the, the monastery that's in the United States in California, Northern California, which is a Theravada monastic uh, monastery and it's translated so we have a baya which is fearless and giri is usually either mountain or hill so it's this fearless mountain or fearless hill it's this place this is the thing i find really interesting about this word of giri is that it comes from a monastery in ancient sri lanka and i think it was around the uh, second century bc and what was so interesting about this monastery in sri lanka is that uh it, it was it was alive for hundreds of years, and there was at its height over five thousand monastics living together. And the interesting thing about these monastics is that they were coming from um, many different Buddhist traditions. So it was a unique, at least at times during the Bayagiri monasteries, it was unique that it had this multiplicity there in their community. Because usually, when I think of monasteries, I think they're probably all under one doctrine and one practice. But this wasn't the case at Abayagiri at times. There were different ways of practicing that the monks, monastics were doing, and also different views on what, what this whole path was about. And when I reflected on that, I was thinking, oh, that is a fearless place. To live with others that have different viewpoints than you. Because that's a tough one, don't you think? Or is that only me? Is that, is that my only my edge? Is to live with others that have different viewpoints than you and to be fearless about it. What would that be like? And to come back to our list here, to be completely present and allow others to be present as well. An absence of hidden agenda. You know, accepting myself and my imperfections and then accepting having other people accept themselves. Because usually when I look at this list over here in the chat box, I love to give this to people that I get along with. That's what I like. 
but it takes fearlessness to another level when I'm willing to, to try to practice this with, with others. Which I think fits into another thing that some of you spoke about, which is a kind of fearlessness that I find is so powerful, that gift is giving deeply understanding others that I might not under completely understand and how powerful that can be. One example of this, I, I know I've talked about this often many, many, many years ago, now decades ago. I lived for a short while in a community that was a combination of people that were volunteering and people that were living on the streets or had been living on the streets. And in the, uh, there was a number of, this was in London, England, and there were a number of different uh, houses that this community was in. And the night shelter that was the most transient, there was a fellow there who um, uh, was hydrophobic, which meant that he, he preferred to put butter in his hair. So there was a rancid butter in his hair. And in our community, that was totally cool. So there wasn't any kind of thing of like, you have to take a shower or you have to show up in any kind of way. That's what he wanted to do. That was okay. And someone from the, the, the institution that he had been institutionalized for years had come and found out about him and was stunned at how well he was doing because he was intermixed with the community. Like his favorite time of year was during Christmas and he would love to put up all the the decorations and the ornaments. He was part and parcel of the community. And in the morning check-in, he would actually share. And when he was in this institution, he was mute. And it all, I think, came from giving the gift of fearlessness. Like you don't have to be afraid to be yourself here. There's a real power to that of really giving that that sense, that gift of fearlessness in that way of giving others space. And not only human beings, but non-human beings. Like here in Flagstaff, maybe you've noticed it, you know, there can be deer all over the place or wild animals around. And it feels different to give them space and not startle them. Rather than, oh, I can, let's see if I can get as close as I can. How can I get the least close I can, because I know that they'll have less fear. It actually feels like a, a, a beautiful gift to give, that kind of, of giving. And there's deeper um, aspects of this that, that some of you mentioned, like recognition, you know, acknowledging, supporting, and recognizing different ways of being in the world. And this is, I, I'm mentioning this because this is such a value of Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community, this, um, this importance of recognition. And, and many of you know, there's, there's many writers that have written about that, that justice based on recognition is so important for a, an equitable society, that whatever ways of being there are, that there's, there's a recognition of that and support of that. And of course, it's usually around these bigger categories around gender or sexual orientation um, and race, ethnicities. But that too can be such a process of giving the gift of fearlessness. The other thing I, I was seeing in some of your comments that overlaps with what I wanted to mention as well is how uh, 
giving the gift of fearlessness is also so intertwined with how I am with myself and my own mind and heart. And, and one of the things I just invite you to reflect on right now, and maybe uh, we can type this in, is, is when have you experienced the gift of fearlessness? Like when you think of someone that you've been around that you feel kind of safe with or your system kind of relaxes, what were the qualities that they had? When, when, when you just think of that person where it's like, you know the feeling I'm talking about where it's like, you have the, the big exhale where it's like, oh, I can feel my body relax. And this feels different than when I feel like I'm on guard with someone. Oh, and it's that person that gives me that feeling. Like I, I relax around them. Like that, that's the, that is the gift of fearlessness you're feeling. What are some qualities of that person or those people or those animals? It could be a pet cat or a pet dog, right? Sometimes a pet dog. I mean, how could you not feel that, 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 that gift of fearlessness at times? So maybe type in maybe some of those qualities. I mean, I'll, I, 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 I shouldn't do this. I should, shouldn't call someone out like this, but, I remember like going over to Kathy's house, Kathy Small's house and her dogs always bark at me. But also when I get in there and they're around me, I feel like the gift of fearlessness. Like I just let down because they're so much fun. You know, they're excited. I always take their barking to mean that they're excited to see me, which feels like the gift of fearlessness to me. You know, so it could be something like that. Non-judgment, empathy and compassion. And thanks, Jacqueline, gentleness. People that are empathetic, a deep listener. Yeah, these are the qualities. A sense of humor. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. An ability to laugh at themselves. Huh. All of you is welcome. Yeah. Nice. The absence of anger. Accepting others. Kindness, openness. And when I read these, what I, what I, uh, what's coming to mind, can, transparency, enthusiasm, and care. And please do, if you can, look at the chat box. Look at those as they come in. Childlikeness, yeah. And when I'm reading these, what it reminds me is how porous we are as creatures. Have you noticed that? And what I mean by that is, I feel it. I'm, I'm reading the news. I spend the morning reading the news. I can feel how I'm porous. It comes into me in ways that doesn't feel so good. And yet, if I'm in a community where there's the value of giving the gift of fearlessness, I'm porous. My bodies take in those, those stories of courage and protect, protection and safety. It's contagious. This is the contagion that we're interested in spreading and getting as close as we can to do so. Of course, it's difficult now. We're online, so we have to navigate this other thing. But there might be other ways to get close other than just physically close to give the gift of fearlessness. And and that's the question I want to leave with you tonight, most importantly, is how are you going to do that to get, quote unquote, close to give that gift 
in all of these ways that are now in the chat box here. So I, I want to, um, if I can find it. I want to share a little bit about the foundation for, here it is, what some of you pointed to, which is what, what one of the main ways that we're learning how to give the gift of fearlessness is through our spiritual practice. And in particular through meditation. And I want to just take a little bit of time to frame our meditation this, this, this evening, or maybe this morning for, for someone out there. Um, in this giving the gift of fearlessness, because so much of it is how I am with others. And I want to be clear, giving the gift of fearlessness doesn't mean that I don't feel fear, but I'm cultivating the capacity to be with that fear and get to know it skillfully so I can navigate it. To me, this is the big gift, because this makes it possible that even when I'm feeling fear, I can still give the gift of fearlessness because of how I'm relating to it. And so many of you know that this is what we need in our communities, in our families, in our society, is having those of us, when the world's afraid, like now, to maybe still feel the fear, and at the same time giving these gifts of fearlessness. So not getting rid of the fear, but learning how to be with it without getting overwhelmed by it. And what I find is it's like I start to rest someplace different. It's like instead of resting in my fear and all my decisions coming out of my fear, I get to rest over here in presence to begin to trust something deeper, being present, a deeper sense of, of, of a way of being in the world. And still the fear can be going on here. And some of you I know know this feeling. There's fear there, but... There's some mindfulness and you're resting someplace different. And because of that, you can offer something different. Like this amazing gift of fearlessness. And one of the things that, that I need to do in order to make this shift is the first thing is when I feel afraid is to say yes to it in terms of my meditation practice. I tell you, if I get to the yes in my meditation practice, everything changes. It's true. It can take me a while because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I have the feeling like I am so into whatever arises in my meditation practice, but then what happens is something arises and my mind says, I'm into anything that arises other than what's just arising right now. <laughs> That's usually what my mind does. <laughs> so once I have the yes to that, then I can make it my practice and how I make it my practice in terms of this meditation that we're doing here, insight meditation, is instead of figuring it out or analyzing it, I simply begin to be with the feeling of fear itself. So I step away from what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the spider over there or the snake or the pandemic. And instead I turn the attention into, oh, fear feels like this right now. Oh, I can feel it in my body and it feels like this. So it's that turn that's so important. 
And I become curious of what it's like to befriend the fear in that way, feeling it. That's one way of starting to rest in presence. I'm resting in presence as the fear is spinning around and I'm just noticing it. Sometimes I can be so afraid that paying attention to the fear isn't the best way to do it. And so sometimes what I do is I turn my attention to like the feeling of the breathing or the activity of hearing. And I allow the fear to be there, but in the background. So that way, the image I give is it's like I'm creating this container to hold the fear. And I'm not directly looking at it in the eye yet. It's like I'm cultivating this capacity to be with it by paying attention mostly to the breath or to like the sounds or the feeling of the body sitting. And then the fear can just be in the background. And then it just does what it does. And it's from that vantage point of it just being in the periphery of my awareness that I can start to develop a different relationship to fear. And that in itself is a gift of fearlessness. And all of this is situated upon what we're going to do right now is to simply be with what's arising. So we're going to probably start with the breath if that works for you or hearing. And then if something pulls the mind away, see if you can be with it a little bit. Oh, there's worry. Just to name it. You can feel it in the body, feel it, and then come back to the feeling of the breathing. But practicing presence is what we're going to do now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.